Winners have standards. They do what they are supposed to do when they are supposed to do it. It's a lifestyle, right? So it doesn't say I am disciplined. I do what I want to do when I feel like it. I do what I'm supposed to do when I can, right? Winners do what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it. Welcome to the Uncensored Show with your host, George Atchampal, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. And today I want to do a little something different. And I want to bring you guys into what I call my core values. But before we get into that, a few housekeeping things. First and foremost, thank you, everybody who's consistently listened to the show, consistently provided feedback left reviews. If you're an avid listener of the show or if this is your first episode, it would mean the world to me if you took a second and gave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I have done these. We're almost at the year mark where I committed to doing these episodes every single week, right? Every single week I show up, rain, sleet, or snow, and get these podcast episodes recorded. Now, it might not seem like a big deal, if the only thing that I did was podcasting. But when you have, you know, businesses to run, you have relationships to manage, you have a life to live, you have all the things you have to juggle. And on top of that, you create a podcast. Sometimes it's challenging. And so it would mean the world to me if these episodes are valuable and meaningful, if you guys could just take a second to leave a review. All right. So today we're going to talk about what I like to call my L O. S. And it's my life operating system. Um, One of the jokes that I always make is that one of the biggest lies that we all tell is that we have read and agreed to the terms and conditions. And the reality is most times we just skim past that and we don't read it at all. Right. But we assign and we agree and we move forward. Right. And there are some instances where we do read contracts and we do agree to terms and conditions. But then it got me to thinking, Do I even have terms and conditions for my own life? Do I have standards for my own life? I'm always agreeing to these other terms and conditions, but what about myself, right? What about, what are my core values? What is my operating system, right? So if you think about a computer, like a Mac, right? It has iOS, right? That's the operating system. And that operating system dictates how the computer will function, right? It it doesn't matter how pretty the keys are. It doesn't matter how nice or big the screen is. The way that the computer is going to function is dictated by the operating system, right? So for example, let's say that you dropped your keyboard on the ground and all of the keys scattered out everywhere. And then when you, in an attempt to put it back together, you put all the keys back, but maybe you put the, the G where the H is supposed to go and the H where the G is supposed to go. Now, when you get to typing, no matter how much you hit the letter H, right? If it's in the spot where the G is, it's going to be a G every time, 
right? Because that is how the computer is programmed, right? And so it's very important to have an operating system that governs your decisions, that gives you a North Star for how to navigate your life. So I want to give you mine. And I don't necessarily know if these are in order or not, but these, this is my operating system. And, and then if I have time, I'll give you a little bit more context uh, to some other things that I govern my life by. But these are the things that I try to read every day, or if not at least every week, to remind myself who I am and how I govern myself. All right, so let's get started. So the first one is faith first. I know that I am a spiritual being having a human experience. I take time to nurture my soul and learn how to be more in tune with the divine aspects of who I truly am, right? So that's number one, faith first. It's a reminder for me to remember who I am on a spiritual level and understanding that I need to prioritize and take time to nurture my soul, right? That's a part of my terms and conditions. The next one is I am disciplined. Winners have standards. They do what they are supposed to do when they are supposed to do it. It's a lifestyle, right? So it doesn't say I am disciplined. I do what I want to do when I feel like it. I do what I do, what, what I'm supposed to do when I can, right? Winners do what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it. That's what winners do. It's a part of your lifestyle. That's another one of my core values as a part of my operating system. I operate in excellence. I do not go through the motions. I do it right or I don't do it at all. This does not mean that I wait until I can do it perfectly. It means I do the best I can with what I have. I feel extremely confident in the work that I do because I know I put my best foot forward and it wasn't a checking the box exercise, right? So how is that important? Because let's say that I'm approaching a potential new business opportunity or I'm about to do something for one of my clients, right? I could just go through the motions or if I go to the gym, I could say that I showed up. But if I remember that my operating system says I do, I operate in excellence, then I know that I can't just check the box. I can't just go through the motions. That would literally go against my operating system, right? So that's a very important one for me. All right, this one's a really good one. Um, I am results oriented. I do things that are quantifiable and measurable and constantly track how I measure up against what I set out to do. So, you know, right now we're still, you know, in the midst of a global pandemic. And, you know, earlier this year we were in quarantine, having to work out from home and in Charlotte, the gyms are still close. Right. Um, I, you know, so it's pretty it's been pretty hard to really get into my fitness groove like I wanted to. You know, the snacks are just a, uh, within arm's reach. Uh, you're naturally not moving as much around because even, you know, if you weren't, even if I worked out the exact same, naturally, I'm not moving around as much because, you know, you're not walking from this place or that place going into the office. And so I just don't look and feel how I would expect that I should. And, you know, I always like to think that I eat pretty reasonably healthy. Uh, but one of the things that I'm learning through this journey, because I'm right now I'm in a transformation phase, right? I was like, you know what? I got to, you know, take this to the next level. I really got to, you know, get myself in the shape that I need to be in and that I'm supposed to be in. And so I actually ended up hiring a coach to do so, and which I talked about on the last podcast. And, you know, one of the first things that we had to do is I have to weigh myself every single day, right? I have to track every single thing that I eat. And then when I had that hyper awareness about what I was eating, versus, you know, how healthy I thought it was versus what was actually happening. I was constantly exceeding the calorie 
account that I should have been every single day. Right. And what that reminded me of is, again, one of my favorite quotes, you cannot improve what you don't measure. And so the reason why it's important for me for part of my operating system to say that I'm results oriented is because it gives me a measuring stick, because I don't care who you think you are. If you don't have a measuring stick right to determine what success looks like for you, it's going to it's going to be impossible to achieve it. Not hard to achieve it, impossible. You don't even know what it looks like and you don't know what it looks like to be off course And when you need to correct. Right. So it's very important that, you know, for me, that I have a way to measure what I do. It's one of the most important parts of my operating system and my core values. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another segment of Fix Your Finances Friday, where each and every Friday we help you fix at least one thing as it pertains to your finances. And this one's for my business owners. If you're a business owner, we're already more than halfway through the year. And if you don't have it already, now is the time to get your books cleaned up. Not the end of the year, not tax time next year. Go ahead and get that organized. Make sure that you got all your contractor information in one place. You got your W-9 sent out. You got your books cleaned up. They're consolidated. Everything's categorized the right way so that tax time can be a breeze. And most importantly, so you can have a pulse on how your business is doing. Right. A lot of you are just blindly spending money and don't have real visibility to know, am I profitable? I know I brought in some decent revenue, but I look at my account. It doesn't look that great. Having clean books is a great way to have a pulse on how your business is doing. So I strongly encourage you to take some time, get your hands dirty, get in there and clean your books. Now, if you do need some help, click the link in the show notes um, to learn more about our business advisory services. But if not, just go ahead and take some time to clean up those books to make sure that you can, number one, get a pulse on how your business is doing. And number two, make sure that your tax planning season is a breeze. I operate with integrity. Right? I do what's right regardless of who's watching. You know, this is a no brainer, right? Especially we live in the screenshot era where you know, you say something at one point or, you know, people going to call you out for it. People can hack your, your data. You know, you got social media like like there's just too many ways to to get caught slipping or as the young kids say, get caught lacking out here that you just need to do what's right. Right. You just you just need to operate with integrity and do what's right, because it will come back to bite you. Right. It will come back to bite you. I am legacy minded. I do things that will benefit my family long term. I understand delayed gratification and my actions align with what I want most out of life, not what I want right now. Another important one, because, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in the right now. Right. So easy for me going back to the fitness example to say, man, wouldn't it be nice to have a glass of wine tonight? Man, wouldn't it be nice to just order a slice of pizza? Wouldn't it be nice to just eat whatever I want, right? And and justify that I can do it right now. But I understand that I'm working towards being in the best shape of my life, right? Looking better at 33 than I did at 23. And I hope I have a picture with my shirt off at 23 so I can validate that statement. But, you know, it's, it's about really taking my life to the next level. And that's just, again, a fitness example because of how tangible it is. But, you know, when I think about anything financial, right? Like I, a lot of people don't know this, but me and my wife are a one car household. I had a four series BMW. We lived uptown Charlotte, you know, realized that I could get by without it. um, And I sold my car, 
Right. And so, you know, when we moved just outside of Uptown, I never made the move to get another car. Um, I might at some point, but I didn't make the move to get another car. And, you know, I absolutely could go out and get another car. But what I realized is like, man, I could be using this money to grow our wealth. So why not make it work with one car, even though we technically could get two? Right. It's the delayed gratification of being able to have lifestyle freedom and independence much earlier than the average person because we were willing to sacrifice in the short run. Right. And so that's very important. I am self aware. I know who I am and who I am not. I operate with my within my strength zones and I have the humility and courage to get help when necessary. Right. This is another important one. Right. Everybody wants to be the hero. Everyone wants to be Superman or Superwoman and and put the world on their shoulders. But part of self-awareness is not tying your role to your identity. Right. Your role is you're a husband, a father, a brother, uh, a CEO, you know, all these different hats that you wear. Right. That's your role. But your identity should be tied to your virtues. Right. The things that are unchanging, the things that matter most. And so the reason why it's important for me to be self-aware is because that always reminds me that it's okay to change my mind, right? It's okay if something doesn't align with what I want today, right? If it doesn't align with what I want today and maybe I, I used to want it, that I can shift, right? It's okay that if I'm not the best at this, I can go solicit help. And the reason why I brought up the identity piece is because a lot of times people don't get help because they are beating themselves in the head saying like, you know, I should be able to do this. Says who? Right. Self-awareness says, hey, you're better at this. Focus on that. Let someone else handle this. You not being able to do that is not a knock on your credibility or who you are. It just means that you have enough self-awareness to know that's not where your strength zone is. Go get help. That's a very big one. I have strong emotional intelligence. I do not react in unsavory ways. I don't take things personal and I process and assess situations before jumping to conclusions or lowering my standards to react emotionally. Right. I think this is a very important one in relationships. Right. Because when you're in a relationship, especially a long term relationship, it's very easy to think that people are just intentionally doing things to get under your nerves. And one of the things that I learned being married is that if you say something and you don't get the reaction that you think you're supposed to get, it's probably a reflection of your communication and not a reflection of someone's intent to make you feel a certain type of way. Right. So. Instead of jumping to conclusions that I know this person heard me, I know they know what I meant. Why not take a moment to re-clarify, right? Take a moment to re-clarify and say, hey, uh, when I said this, I would have thought that X, Y, and Z. So I, w- I want to re-clarify to make sure that you really understand where I'm coming from. Or, hey, when you did this, it evoked this emotion in me. But based upon what I know about our relationship, I'm pretty sure that's not your intent. So could you take a moment to re-clarify what you meant, right? Versus someone saying something and then you just react, right? Oh, no, you did you know what I'm saying? Ready to jump. Stupid. Right. Emotional intelligence is very important. A lot of my friends will tell you I'm a very pragmatic guy. And the irony is that I actually learned that through martial arts. Right. I learned how to control my temperament through learning a skill set that teaches me how to break every single bone inside of the human body. Imagine that. What is the irony there? Right. And so emotional intelligence is huge because a lot of times that is the very thing that can govern you from making an instinctual decision that could cause long-term ramifications. So I, I really 
pride myself on having fairly strong emotional intelligence. I am intentional. My actions are thoughtful and meaningful. Everything that is within my control, I handle with great intention, right? And for me, this is another way for saying that I'm is mindfulness, right? Like I do things with the right intent. I'm present because if you're present in the moment, it's easy to be thoughtful, right? And do things, you know, in a meaningful way. I think what gets us out of intentionality is this illusion of, of uh, multitasking or, you know, not being mentally present and thinking about the future or thinking about the past or worrying, right? That is what I feel like disrupts your ability to be intentional. So for me, intentional is like a one for one with mindfulness, right? Just truly, you know, showing up in the moment, right? Truly identifying how I can do my best right now, right? With what's presented in front of me versus, you know, thinking about my next move while I haven't even fully mastered the place that I'm in right now. So that's why being intentional is important to me. I operate with an accountability mentality. If I do what I'm supposed to do, I'm comfortable celebrating the win and embracing what I've earned. If I do not do what I'm supposed to do, I respect myself enough to honor my commitment instead of rewarding myself for something I don't deserve. And, you know, this is also a very important one because, you know, if you're somebody that's ambitious, someone that's striving for greatness, you you have to honor your commitments, right? You have to be willing to say, you know what? I showed up. I did what I was supposed to do. I'm okay taking time off and resting. And this is one that I really struggle struggle with. Anybody that knows me can tell you I really struggle with like acknowledging my accomplishments. I really struggle with taking a break because I'm always, you know, a lot of times thinking about how much more I have to do or what I should be doing. Um, And so it's this side of the equation is just as important as the other one. But, you know, just taking time. And again, it goes back to having that measuring stick, right? If you have a measuring stick of what success looks like, you can know if you hit success. And then you honestly, at that point, can decide to embrace and celebrate it, right? So, you know, operating with an accountability mindset allows you to say, hey, when I do right, I earn it and I enjoy it. And when I don't do what I'm supposed to do, I have a way to measure that I didn't. So I make it happen, right? As you can see, a lot of these kind of intertwine with one another. You know, a lot of people are looking for alternate ways to make additional income, whether that's so that they can pay off their debt so that they can, you know, travel more or so that they can you know, save and invest more. They're just looking for ways to make more money. And sometimes, you know, getting another job isn't the answer. Maybe sometimes your business is, you know, doing exactly what it can do right now. But you're just looking for that ideal way to make some significant extra income. And so I've tried out a lot of different things. And over the years, I've figured out some things that have worked really, really well. And I wanted to make sure that you guys had access to those resources. So I put together what I call the Side Hustle Boot Camp. And in this boot camp, I'm going to show you four tried and true ways. One that I absolutely love um, that will show you how to put more money in your pocket. I'm talking not hundreds, but thousands upon thousands of dollars that you can use Um, to benefit you, right? Whether whatever the goal is, whether you want to travel more, whether you want to put some more money in the bank, whether you want to invest more, save more, um, do something nice for your kids or for your significant other, 
the side hustle boot camp is going to show you how to do that. So if you haven't already, click the link in the show notes, check it out. I'm telling you, you do not want to miss out on this opportunity. This information can, can completely transform your financial situation. So check it out. I'll see you on the inside. I've made it extremely affordable so that there's no excuse and no barrier to entry. See you soon. I am compassionate and empathetic. I know that love is important. I prioritize my valuable relationships and have empathy for others. I act in selfless ways. Right. And the reason why I know that I said these are not in any particular order, but the reason why that was the last one on the list is because, you know, a lot of times the goals that we set, the dreams that we have, if we're not careful, they can be selfish. Right. They can be what do I want to accomplish? What do I want to do? Even if we're very well intentioned. Right. And we say we're doing this because we want to help people. Like at the end of the day, it's easy for us to be at the center of it. And it's easy for us to forget about, like, we want to help the world. It's easy for us to forget that you got some people in your house that need you to be present. You got a mom or a sister or a spouse or, or a child, um, you know, and you need to be compassionate and empathetic for those folks. Right. And not just so relentlessly pursuing the things that matter to you, but remembering that it's important to take time to love, to prioritize relationships, to practice compassion and empathy. Uh, one of my favorite Well, I don't know if it's one of my favorite quotes, but it's a good quote. And the quote is that compassion requires interruption. Almost always when someone needs you, right, it's going to be inconvenient, right? When your wife wants to talk, it's not going to be at an ideal time, right? I remember this story when I was uh, headed to the barbershop. And the irony is actually as of this recording, this episode, I have to head to the barbershop after this episode. And I was heading to the barbershop. And I saw a guy, it was, it was the dead of winter, saw a guy, he was just a, a few, couple minutes from my house and he was homeless. And I said to myself, you know, I want to stop and get that guy some food. I was running behind uh, for the barbershop and anybody that knows me knows I take fresh cut serious. I was like, you know, I got to get to this barbershop, but I'm going to come back and I'm going to bless my guy. There's a Chick-fil-A across the street. I was going to hit him with the Chick-fil-A sandwich with the Polynesian sauce, the waffle fries, and I was going to hit him with the lemonade, right? Um, and I got the cut. And then I came back and he wasn't there. And ever since that moment, I always remember that you have to be willing to interrupt your regular life when someone needs you when their life is crumbling or when things aren't ideal for them. And it's a hard thing to do. I'm a very regimen person, right? My wife can tell you, like, if it ain't on my schedule, and I've gotten a lot better, but if it ain't on my schedule, you can almost forget it, right? But I'm learning that there has to be a little agility and flexibility and compassion because, like I said, rarely are the stars going to align when you're available and when people need you, right? And so you have to have that compassion to say, you know what, let me interrupt what I got going on to be there for someone else. And so this is a fairly quick episode because, again, I just wanted to share with you what I consider to be my personal core values, my LOS or life operating system, right? My terms and conditions, you know what I mean? And I I wanted to share that with you so that you could create your own. I mean, I think those are great, but these are personal to me, right? And I'm almost certain that you guys could probably take some time to think about like, what are the the rules that I want to govern my life by, right? What are the things that I want people to just know, like, that's who I am. If I read them off, they'd be like, yo, like that's you, right? 
So I want you to take some time and I want you to create your own. And I would love for you to uh, leave a review and let me know how that went. Or if you follow me on social media, which I'm pretty sure will be in the show notes, you know, send me a direct message or, you know, leave a comment on the post and let me know, like, how are you now going to govern yourself by your own terms and conditions, your own life operating system, right? Because similar to the computer example I gave in the beginning, right, you want to know what you're made of, right? Because that will give you the insight to what you're capable of. If we didn't know that there was a Ferrari engine inside of the Ferrari, then we wouldn't know that it has the ability to go however fast Ferraris go. I don't know because I haven't driven one, right? But 200 plus, right? But imagine if somebody put a Ferrari engine in a Ford Focus and because you didn't know what it was made of, you only ever went to 60 miles an hour. Like you hit the gas and man, this thing, thing seems like it gets up a little bit. But on the dash, it just says what it says. So I'm assuming that's as fast as it can go, right? You didn't know what it was made of, so you didn't know what it was capable of. So I want you to redefine and clarify what you are made of so that can govern what you're capable of. That can govern your actions. That can govern your habits. That can govern your commitments because you now have your manual, right? This is what you're made of. And you can only act in accordance to how you're made, right? You can underperform, you can underutilize, right? So be so so but be very mindful about the standard that you set because you, you know, that is going to be the baseline, right? So you are literally setting the standard for how you will operate. And I think this is a simple but very powerful exercise, which is why I wanted to use this podcast to be able to explain to you, uh, you know, what my operating system is. And if you want to go a step further, what I think would be helpful is, you know, detailing things by category, right? So that was kind of like my overall conceptual commandment, right? For my life in totality. Then you can get hyper-specific by category, right? So for example, like let's say business. My business is fulfilling and impactful. The work that I do helps hundreds of thousands of people. I get to do the stuff that I am uniquely gifted to do and I do not feel stressed or overwhelmed by the opportunities that my business allows me to have. When presented with challenges, I address them with poise, confidence, and perspective. Not reacting emotionally, but taking the time to process what it really means. I act objectively and swiftly when it's time to make changes. Actually, there's one I need to add here. When the facts change, so do I. I know you guys have heard me say that plenty of times. I am patient and I understand that it takes time for great things to manifest. My business does not consume me. I focus and work hard when it's time for work, but I still have plenty of downtime. I surround, I'm surrounded by brilliant people who help me build my vision. My business is able to employ my staff full time and we have an amazing company culture and work environment. My business operations are highly efficient and streamlined. The structure of my business allows me to know exactly where we stand at all times. My business takes me all over the country for impactful events and experiences. I have supreme clarity for the direction of my business, but if ever things are unclear, I still move forward not worrying about needing to know every step. My business brings peace, excitement, and stability to my life. I am truly living out my dream. My business has over 200000 of operating capital after expenses in our reserves account. I take my staff out to dinner and outings and I pay in full. We have fun Christmas parties where I bless the entire team with gifts. One of my uh, team members actually edits this podcast, so she's probably going to start. She's going to hold me to all these things. Um, 
we are able to carve out over $50,000 annually for philanthropy, right? Some of this stuff is going to be aspirational. And then some of this stuff is going to be like, hey, like I can do this every day. So I encourage you to always have aspirational stuff, but always have stuff that's tied to your virtues that you can control. Because if everything is tied to a result or an outcome, you're going to feel discouraged if you don't hit the mark, right? You can't tie everything to a result, but you can tie everything to a process because a process is something you can commit to. And I have these for every category, spirituality, my body, my mind, uh, my relationships, my finances. Um, but I don't want to bore you to death, right? I well, I don't want to say bore you to death. I think they're actually pretty cool. But I don't want to take the time to say it on the podcast because I now that you have the concept of what you need to do, I want you to take action. A lot of times people read books to read books. They can do the same thing with podcasts, especially because they're passive. You can listen to them passively, right? And so I want folks to really just take action, right? Take action and not just consume the information. So I hope this podcast was helpful. Um, please let me know what you come up with for your life operating system, as I said earlier. And if you're really feeling compelled, you know, go the extra mile and divide it by category. You know, what does your business look like specifically? What does your life look like spiritually? Uh, what, what does your body look like? Um, and not just what does it look like, but what are your what are your your beliefs? So your operating system for your body. Right. Same thing for your mind. Um, same thing for relationships. Same, same thing for finances. And I want you to read it once a week. OK, I want you to read it once a week and I want you to see how closely does my schedule align with my operating system. And better yet, I want you to read your operating system before you create your schedule. Because then you can truly determine if you're on track or on pace to manifest the life that you want. All right, guys, I hope this podcast was helpful. Until next week, we have a phenomenal guest coming, someone that I'm pretty sure a lot of you uh, know. And if you're anything like me, you know she's a powerhouse. So I'm super excited about that episode. But until then, stay safe, stay blessed, and stay locked in. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of The Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is... What's yours?